You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Good to see you this morning. This godly hour. <laughs> awesome. God is so good. Yeah. It's good sometimes these songs they just remind you of certain things. Yeah. He's really so good. Has he been good to you? Yeah. Doesn't matter what you've gone through. God is good. <laughs> yeah, always good. Ever so good. And we know that Satan is ever so bad, right? He's never good. We've been talking about the new breed that God is raising. And uh, there's so much to say about this. <laughs> I mo almost feel as though you are tired of it. <laughs> are you? Ah, okay. I understand. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah. Let's look at the book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, reading from verse 9. Now, let me say this, that it is one thing to, to walk in the power of God. It's one thing to, to manifest the glory of God. But one of the things that's going to help you to stay on track to the very end is what we want to emphasize today. Okay? Because you can have all the power in the world or in heaven, but you need to be able to handle it. You need to be able to handle it or else it can destroy you. How many people know that the power of God is also able to destroy. Yes. So there are some people that are pressing in and they want to carry uh, great anointings. They want great mantles. They want the glory of God. But they don't have the character to handle it. And that is dangerous. That is dangerous. It doesn't matter what your theology is. Your character counts. Do you understand me? It matters whether you agree or not. Whether you believe it or not. I'm telling you if you have the gifts of the Spirit and you don't have the fruit of the Spirit, it's just a matter of time. You'll be taken out. And we have seen that many times in church history where God has raised people. He has anointed them tremendously. They have carried the power of God and the enemy took them out. Some of them, their lives were even cut short. 
Some is their ministries that were cut short, but some, even their physical lives were cut short. Why? Because they did not have the character to handle what they were dealing with. So, it's important for us to understand the, imp the, the, um, the necessity of this. Okay? Let's read from verse 9. It says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Yes? Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Number one, he says, let love be without hypocrisy. That is assuming that there is already love. Correct? Yeah, there's already love. So, but the love must be without what? Hypocrisy. Must be without hypocrisy. How does the Amplified put it? It says, let your love be sincere. A real thing. Can you see? It must be what? A real thing. Hate what is evil. Loathe all ungodliness. Turn in, in horror from wickedness. Hmm? But hold fast to that which is good. You need to hold fast. I know there are some people that don't believe that character counts because we have the grace of God today. But it does count. In fact, the grace of God enables you to do these things. That is what empowers you to live this life. The Christian life, according to Pastor Rice Brooks, is not difficult. It is impossible. It's impossible. You can't live it without the supernatural ability of God. So, how can you love without hypocrisy? It must be sincere. It must be real. It must be genuine. If you don't walk in love, forget about the glory. Do you understand? You can be gifted. Now, the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. So people can be gifted, and if they are gifted, even if they don't have love, the gift will operate. But there is a dimension in walking with God that is far beyond your gift. And that is the realm of glory. And in the realm of glory, that's where you bring heaven to the earth. Because heaven is full of glory, right? Yeah. Heaven, that's where the glory of God is. That's where God is. If you're going to bring that down, then you need love. Because in heaven, heaven operates by love. A gift can operate without love. Somebody can be hypocritical and still operate in a gift. Yeah. It can be hypocritical and still operating a gift. Somebody can be, uh, can be living in sin and still operating a gift. Because the gift is without repentance. So once God gives, He doesn't take it back. He leaves it. It's up to you what you do. You will account for it. Make no mistake about that. But 
Even if you don't have character, the gift will operate. And that's what is confusing many people today. Yeah, because they see the gift operating and they think that that's God's endorsement. It's not. It's not. So, if you are gifted and you don't pay attention to this, you'll get into trouble with God. Yeah. Next verse, verse 10. Look, what else? Or should I dwell more on this love? I think love is important. How many people know you cannot be perfect without love? Yeah? Let me show you. Let's, let's read scripture. We'll come back to Romans. Look at Colossians chapter 3. Verse 12. It says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Then verse 14. Key. He says, but above all these things, put on what? Love, which is the bond of perfection. Yes. So you have to put it on you cannot be perfect without love. You cannot. That is why there is a level you cannot walk with God if you don't walk in love. Believe you me. Some people can prophesy. It doesn't matter what they do. They'll prophesy and they'll get it right. It's a gift. <laughs> it's a gift. Some people will heal the sick if they have the gifts of healings operating in their life. It will manifest. But then, when it comes to bringing the glory down, it's a different ballgame. And what we're talking about, this new breed, this is a breed that will bring the glory. This is a breed that will manifest the glory of God. This is a breed that will bring heaven down. And so, they have to start practicing to live like heaven. Right here on earth. Okay? So, if heaven is a place of love, then on earth we need to live in love. So that we can bring heaven down. Does it make sense? So this is the bond of perfection. In heaven, everything is perfect. And what is it that God uses? He uses love to perfect our character, to perfect so many things. Hmm? All right. Let's go back to, 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 to Romans. I'll just, just stop there and then let's do Romans. Go back to Romans. It says in verse, verse 10, it says, Be kindly affectionate to one another, with brotherly love, in honor, giving preference to one another. Still. He's still saying the same thing in another way. Be kind, be affectionate. Okay? 
you cannot now say, because I have this glory, nobody should come close to me. Yes? Yeah. If you come near me, this glory will fry you. <laughs> no, you can't have that kind of attitude. Because that's pride. And remember what we said on Sunday, pride can survive. Ride in the glory. Ride in the fire. This, if there's an area where we need to really deal with is pride. I'm telling you. But here as well, love is important. We need to start walking, developing, growing, and maturing in this area. Why? Because that will now determine how much God can entrust us with. How much of His glory we can handle. Wouldn't you like it? You might not be as anointed as anybody, but when you just show up, God shows up. How would you like that? Huh? Maybe you don't... You, maybe you cannot prophesy like somebody, some other people, but you just, you just open your mouth or you stand. God just stands with you and then begins to do things. Which one is better? <laughs> huh? Walking with the Lord side by side. I, that, that, that is superior to me. To me, that is superior. Yes, you might not be as smart. Do you understand? You might not be, be as smart as some people, but when you show up, God shows up. And then all the wisdom that made the universe shows up. How about that? Wouldn't you like that? Yeah. That's what's going to make you stand out distinctly. Because He is right there with you. He will walk with you. But we need to grow in this area. The reason why the church is not yet walking in the kind of glory it's supposed to walk in is because of these things. We ignore them. But they are written to equip us to handle the glory. Alright? So, we must love one another. Yes? And in honor, give preference to one another. In other words, you cannot put yourself first. This kind of spirit doesn't, is not compatible with the glory. So someone else has to be preferred to you. If you have to project yourself all the time, there is a problem. And I know we're all guilty there. But we need to learn, right? Myself included. Yeah, we need to learn. Why? We're pressing into something. And if we ignore this, we, would, we will be casualties. Verse 11, look at that. Vital as well. Not lagging in diligence. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So these people are characterized by love, 
But not only that, they are also fervent. Fervent in spirit. In other words, they are not lukewarm. Fervent means hot. Hello? Are you hot, lukewarm, or cold? The new breed is a hot breed. Yeah. And we're not talking about hot as in fashion or... (laughs) No, that's not what we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. No, we're talking about fervent in spirit. Let's see how other versions put that. Hmm? You're You're not lagging in diligence. It says, never lack in zeal. Huh? And in earnest endeavor. So you must be zealous. Come on. Zeal is good. Say, oh no, these Christians are becoming too extreme. Now, that is good. Yes. Zeal. When zeal is coupled with knowledge, is explosive. Yeah. Sometimes people talk against zeal because some people have demonstrated zeal without knowledge. But there is a place for zeal with knowledge. Initially, Saul was zealous but lacked knowledge. When he encountered Jesus and the Lord changed him to Paul, he maintained his zeal, but this time with knowledge. And you can see what he did for God. When there is zeal and there is knowledge, great things happen. The kingdom advances. Do you understand me? The kingdom advances when there is zeal and there is knowledge. The reason the kingdom is not advancing as it should is because of lack of zeal. Lack of zeal. People are not passionate enough about God and His kingdom. They're passionate about themselves. They're passionate about their careers. They're passionate about what, whatever that is connected to self. But when it comes to the kingdom, when it comes to the things of God, you know, let's just be balanced here. Now. Let's be balanced. Oh, I, and there's nothing wrong with balance, but it's, it's just what you use to define balance. That's the problem. It's what you use. And unjust balance is an abomination to the Lord. That's what the Bible says. So what are you using? What scale are you using to measure the balance? So we just say things because people say it. But we don't think about it. So, you must be zealous. If you want to be like Jesus, the zeal of the Lord's house consumed him. Yeah, he was not lagging. There was never a day where Jesus woke up and said, Ah, today, man, I think this kingdom thing is, 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 is extreme now. I need, to, I need to balance things. No, he... he he, he, was just, he just kept going, just kept going. Sometimes he'll be tired, yes, and he would rest. And that's fine. There's a place for that. You rest, but you never 
allow your fire to wear out. Mm, it must not go dim. Your fire must not go dim. When it goes dim, you are in trouble. You remember the parable of the ten virgins? Come on. They were all virgins, remember? So that means they were all saved. Yes, they were all pure in the spirit. Huh? But five of them lacked oil. Their fire was out. Their fire was out. And because their fire was out, when the bridegroom came, they were not ready. They were not ready. They were shot out. And only those that were on fire went with him. When it was time to be ushered into the realm of glory, they were not there. They were not there. When it was time to move, to enter with the bridegroom into his chamber, where they will now operate with the powers of the age to come, they were not there. They went to look for oil. It was too late. There's a right time. There's a right time to set yourself on fire. <laughs> Do you understand? There's a right time to be filled. There is a right time to seek Him. There is a right time to get filled. So they missed it. They missed it. So we must never lag in zeal. What makes us to lag in zeal is lack of oil. Yes? It says, be aglow and burning with the Spirit, serving the Lord. Can you see? Burning, burning. Are you burning? Are you burning? Is there something burning within you that is saying, I need to. I can't stop. <laughs> huh? We need that. We need that. When I feel my fire going down, Huh? When I feel my fire going down, you know what I do? I go on fast. And I begin to pray for myself. I begin to stir myself up again. You know, I don't wait till February. No, no. I do it whenever I notice. That is, it's reducing now. It's reducing. Then I do something to stir it up again. Hmm? A lot of times what happens to us is we just, we just ride with the flow. Everyone is, there's a momentum now carrying everyone. Okay, fine, that's good. But then when it begins to slow down, what do you do? Huh? What do you do? Do you just like, ah, okay, I guess, you know. Yeah, we just have to be realistic now. Mm. We have to be realistic, you know? Yeah. One cannot always be on a high. Yes? It can be high and then the times you should be low. It's okay. Huh? 
Listen, if you are low, wake up. <laughs> Do something to rise again. Jesus had a constant high. He was constantly high. Even when the enemy came to, to, to take him out, he was still high. The time he got a low period was in the, in the garden. When he, f he didn't want to pursue the will of the Father again, he began to say, Father, let this cup pass over me. But even at his lowest point, he was in the place of prayer. Do you understand? In, in his lowest moment, the lowest time of his life, where was he found? In the place of prayer. Some of us, when, it is, when we are low, where are we found? Somewhere else. <laughs> and where will you get the strength? In the place of prayer, that was where the angel came and strengthened him. The angel came and fortified him to go forward. Yeah, we know that he went right to the end. And that's why we're celebrating the Passover. In this season. Why? Because he said yes to the will of the Father. So at his weak moment, he gathered his friends. Friends, come, pray with me. My heart is sorrowful unto death. But these guys, it's your low moment, it's my low moment as well. And they went to sleep. They went to sleep. He needed some support at that time. He had them as his support system. But guess what? Shoo. They were all out. Spirit of slumber had taken over. Hmm? Yeah. So the spirit of slumber will always try to go against your fire. And you need to confront it. You need to stir yourself up. Learn to stir yourself up. Don't wait until you come to church. Don't wait until there is a service. Stir yourself up. Stir yourself up. Because in between the services, things can happen. Things can happen. You might just have to raise the dead tomorrow. You might face an opportunity huh, to cast out a demon. <laughs> and if you don't know what to do, and your faith is low, you won't do it. Remember the time I cast out a demon for the first time in my life? I was in high school. That morning, I woke up and I, somehow, I wanted this kind of breakfast. There's this, you know, you know, there are some days you just say, today is that day. I want a treat. I don't want any, nobody should do anything for me. I'm going to do it myself. And this is how I want it. Okay? So I, I woke up early, went to the kitchen, and I did everything. I, I mean, I... I made the omelette the way I wanted it. I made everything the way I wanted it. Sat on the table to eat. The Holy Spirit said, you're going to fast today. 
yo. You know, I was upset. Because I said, Lord, why didn't you tell me before I started all of this? Why did you tell me when I woke up? Or even before, why didn't you tell me yesterday? Why didn't you tell me when I just woke up? Why did you wait till this moment? I was so upset. What kind of, what kind of communication is this? So I, I was so upset, I just walked away from the table, left everything there, and then went to school. You know what? How, it was one of those fasts that was not done with, um, you know, with the, with the right heart. You understand? It's just like, okay, I don't want to be disobedient, so I just do it. But unknown to me, I was going to encounter something that day. Yes. And went, classes finished, and ha, by the end of lectures, somebody came to me. I said, oh, oh, um, the HOD of chemistry, her son is demon possessed and he needs help. She's sent for you. Can you come and help? Oh. <laughs> Where is he? I thought the son was even there. No, he's in her house. So we have to go to the house. I didn't know the house. They were, were taken to the house. We got there and this boy was manifesting like crazy. Turning the house upside down. Huh? <laughs> Come out in the name of Jesus. It was a struggle. But it, it came out. You know? But then, when I faced that, the Lord said to me, this is why I asked you to fast. Huh? Can you see that? This is why I asked you to fast. It was my first time. So I didn't know what to do. You know, I just, I just did what I thought. Try, try. Then I'll go to the corner and pray. Lord, Lord, what do I do now? <laughs> Come back again, you know. I was with a friend. But when that boy got delivered, oh my God, this guy started having encounters like crazy. You know, angels coming in. I remember that day the glory of God came like a, like a smoke filled that room. As we were ministering to this boy. As we were ministering to this boy. It was a mist that was in the room like that. You could, you could see it. The glory of God came in. And we were able to deliver him. The mother was so happy she almost worshipped us. <laughs> ah! And I have to say to her, no, no, it's not like that. Because they've tried everything. They've tried medications. They've tried this. They've tried that. All those things don't work when it comes to demons. Yeah. But you see, when it is time, when, when you find yourself going down, stir yourself up again. Because you don't know what's coming tomorrow. 
Do you understand? You don't know what you are going to meet tomorrow. And your faith needs to be up. Your faith needs to be up. You cannot be afford to remain weak in faith for long. If it happens for a moment, change quickly. Stir yourself up quickly. And say, in the name of Jesus, it's time for me to stir myself up. I'm going to be strong. Don't be weak for too long. Are you getting me? Yeah, I know we have moments of weakness. Because we're in the flesh. Sometimes the flesh uh, wants to rise up and overpower you. Don't remain there for long. Begin to take steps. If you have somebody you can pray with, call them and say, Listen, can you pray with me? Can we pray together? Let's, have, let's set these hours aside and let us pray. Do something. Stir yourself up. Be proactive about it. Be proactive about it. And when God sees that, God is going to release His power over your life. More grace will be made available to you. But what happens is that a lot of times, people just resign to their situation. They just resign to their feelings. Yeah. So when they feel weak, they just say, oh. Yeah. Kusera, sera. What will be, will be. I guess today, you know, it's, it's supposed to be like this. And they just remain there. And the enemy likes it when you stay there, especially when you stay there for long. But you must not lag in diligence. Fervent in spirit. Okay? Red hot. Red hot. That word fervent means boiling. Boiling. Yes. How many people like to drink their tea? Hot, boiling. I know, Kusa, you like that. Yeah, boiling. Yes? God likes it when you are boiling. Satan hates it when you are boiling. Boiling for God. The fire of God is boiling in you. And serving God, obviously. Serving the Lord. Not serving yourself. Serving the Lord. Serving the Lord. The fire is for service. Okay? The fire is not meant to make you look good and to make you to shine. No, it is for you to serve the Lord. So God gives you His fire so that you can do His work. Are you ready for that? Are you on fire? Do you want more fire? There is room for more. There is room for more. So this breed, not only are they walking in love, they're growing in love, they've put on the bond of perfection, which is love, right? They are kind to one another. They are living heaven on earth. They, are, they, they look into heaven, they see how people live, and then they live like that here. How is that possible? Through the Word of God. They live like that. And by reason of that, they are able to handle the glory of God. They are able to handle the glory of God. Listen, God releases His glory to people who are already committed to Him and who are already actively serving Him. He doesn't give idle people. If you search the Bible, you find that all the people that the Lord called were people that were active. 
Nobody was idle when God, God called him. He was doing nothing, just chilling. Nothing, just relaxed, jobless. And all. No, 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 no. God is not like that. He's not looking for people who are idle. In fact, God's principle is that if you want something done, look for someone who is busy. Yeah, that's God's principle. Look for someone who is busy. So God looks for someone who is busy. And then he calls them. Remember Elisha? He was busy. He was busy. God said, okay. Elijah comes, takes his mantle. Oof. Ah, please allow me to go and say, go. did I say anything? What do you I want to say goodbye to, 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 my, to my family, to my father, and so on. It's up to you. What you do? And then he followed from that time. Huh? He had to dispose of his <laughs> assets and follow the prophet. But he was busy. Were there people who were not busy in Israel? Yes. Did God care about them? To go and call them? Oh, I see that you don't have anything to do. So I need to give you something to do now. God doesn't think like that. He doesn't think like that. What about the apostles? Hmm? They were busy fishing. Isn't it? Taking care of, of, of cleaning their nets and all of that. And he, he sees them busy and he says, follow me. He says, follow me. Why didn't he call those who were not busy? You see? Because if, he, if, if God were like us, we would say, okay, fine. At least this one's have a job. Right? Let me look for the one that is jobless. At least give him something to do. He doesn't think like that. Why? Because he can see people who are already engaged. There is some fire already in them. Do you understand? Yeah, there's already some fire. They're already in motion. And so he just redirects that fire. Look at Saul. He was busy. Busy destroying the church. Busy, busy. And then Jesus comes. Boom. Yeah, I need you. So this breed is not a lazy breed. Okay? It's not a lazy breed. It's a breed that is ready to work and work and work and work. It was Kenneth Hagin that said that he said, I burn the candle at both ends for long, for years. Burning the candle at both ends. You know what that means? It means working hard. Ministry is work. That's how you spell ministry. W-O-R-K. Ministry. Yeah. You want to serve God, you need to work. It's work. Some people have the impression that ministry is just, you know... Oh, like, <laughs> God bless his soul, my father-in-law, my late father-in-law. You know, he said, he said, he used to think that pastoring was the easiest thing. 
And he used to say to himself that, oh, isn't it just to come and preach on Sunday? You know, just, just go preach on Sunday, just preach one sermon, you know, uh, a few minutes. And then after that, you know, you're free for the rest of it. Until, he, say, he says, until he met me. He used to ask me, when do you sleep? Yeah, I used to ask, when do you sleep? I said, yeah, I sleep, you know. But when? When? <laughs> because before going to bed, I'm there, either studying, praying, or whatever, you know, he goes to sleep. He wakes up, I'm there on my knees. Oh, <laughs> when do you sleep? And then you are out. Running. You know, you visit this person, visit this one, you counsel this, you do this. And at the end of the day, it's like, what kind of a person is this? How do you sustain this? You can only sustain it by fire can only sustain it by fire. That's why if you don't have fire, you can't sustain certain things. You cannot move. Because imagine you go to work, right? You go to work, you, you do your, your, your part to Pharaoh, okay? <laughs> you finish, you get back home. By the time you get home, the Spirit wants you to go and minister to someone. You already... Yeah, you're finished. I can see some of you. I can tell by the end of today what you would look like. Yeah. But at the time you I mean by the time you 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 get that by the time you finish with that, he is saying something else. And then after he says, I want to have time with you. What are you gonna do? Huh? Then you have to be here by five thirty. Yeah. But if you don't have fire, you cannot live like that. You cannot. You need fire. That's why we need the fire of the Lord to burn in our lives. And that's how you begin to receive that grace, that strength, that ability to go on and on. And then you just find moments where you just recoup and bounce back again. You just find somewhere in the day, there's somewhere in the day that he can just give you. Huh? Five minutes can give you <laughs> satisfaction. Huh? Or 50 minutes. How about that? Yeah, that's the kind of deal I used to strike with the Lord. He said, Lord, okay, I'm going to sleep now. One hour, I want this one hour sleep to give me three hours satisfaction. Okay. But with the fire, it's possible. I'm telling you, it will help you. We need fire. Because this breed cannot be lazy. Cannot be lazy. If you are lazy, there are things you can't handle. Yeah, God would just, he'll just, okay, fine, you just stay there. No condemnation to them that are in Christ. 
Just stay there, enjoy your laziness. I'm moving. Yeah. He gives you strength if you ask for it. If you're hungry for it, He will give it to you. If you're hungry for fire, He will give you fire. If you are, you know, just, there are times, yes, the body needs to rest. Make no mistake about it. If you abuse the body, that is not wise. Correct? How many people know that if, no matter how much, the kind of vision, the fire, the, the zeal, whatever that you have, if the body is destroyed, you are out. You are out, right? Your spirit will just go to heaven. And it's over. But if, uh, if you are like me, I don't want to go to heaven now. Except on a visit. I'm not ready to die. Are you ready to die? Yeah. I know some people want to die. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Hmm? I can hear someone saying, no, I must get married first. <laughs> I just heard that. <laughs> Whoever it is, don't worry, I got it. <laughs> yeah. So, we are looking at this breed. This breed is not lazy. They are serving God. Verse 12 says, rejoicing in hope. Always rejoicing. Alright? They are full of joy and they are expressing it. Rejoicing is an expression of joy. <laughs> joy that is expressed. Hallelujah. Outward. It's not, you cannot just sit and say, mm, you are full of joy. No, 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 no. That's not rejoicing. Rejoicing involves dancing, jumping, spinning around, shouting. All of that is part of rejoicing. Okay? Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Continuing steadfastly in prayer. Continuing steadfastly in prayer. So prayer is part of it. Continuing with steadfastness. Right? Distributing to the needs of the saints. Given to hospitality. These are all necessary for the glory. Can you imagine? Ah, uh, Pastor, this is getting boring now. This is getting boring. Yes. The boring aspect is what keeps you balanced. That's what keeps you standing. Yes? Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Oh, no. How can I bless someone that is persecuting me? In other words, somebody is trying to kill you and you're saying, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sister. God bless you, brother. Ah, oh, yeah, I know you want to kill me, but, uh, you know, you just, I just want you to know you're blessed. How many people would do that? Yeah. <laughs> David Wilkerson, years ago, was preaching, ministering in New York, um, in Times Square, and there was this gangster that came, right? Came to kill him. This guy is a notorious gangster. 
And he comes to, he is now face to face with this preacher that has been tormenting them and spoiling their business. And he's ready to kill him. And he brings out a knife. He says, I'm going to cut you to pieces. And guess what? David Wilkerson says to him, if you cut me into 1,000 pieces, every piece is going to say, I love you. This guy could not stand it. He's like, what? What kind of? He has never come across someone who would respond like that to his threat. Because normally, either people will get furious or people would beg him. Or try. And this guy says, no. I just want you to know Jesus loves you. And I also love you. If you cut me into a thousand pieces, every piece is going to be saying the same thing. You know what? The guy got saved. Became an evangelist. Known as Nikki Cruz. Hmm? Yeah. That's how Nikki Cruz got saved. Because he was ready to kill the preacher. The preacher was blessing him. <laughs> and that blessing led to his salvation. Isn't that good? Yeah. So even when people persecute you, when they say things about you, in case you don't know, people are going to accuse you. Satan will possess people to speak against you. To make up stories about you. But never stop loving them. Never stop loving anyone. Okay? Yeah. It says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. There will be some that will weep. Don't make fun of people that weep. Yes. Oh, when people are down, that's not the time to celebrate. Oh yeah, that serves him right. No, if he did this, if he didn't do this, hey, don't do that. Hmm? Your brother is down, try to help them up. Okay? Yeah. Say new breed. Yeah, that's, that's it. When they are weeping, yeah, especially those of you that have the gift of tears, you use it at that time. Huh? Yeah. When they are weeping, you go around them and let it flow. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's fine. Hmm? Not everybody has that. But there are some people that have a. How many people have that? Ah, oh, God bless you. Yeah, yes. Hallelujah. There it is. Tears are powerful. I can do a teaching for you on tears. It's significant, I'm telling you. Ah. <laughs> so, weep with those who weep. It's okay, right? Yeah, it's okay. When somebody's down, don't beat them. They say the church is the only army that kills its wounded. Huh? We're in battle. You get shot. Then your brothers come and shoot you. Ooh. Why do you get shot? Huh? Why did you get shot? Boo, boo, boo. Die, die. Come on. This breed is not like that. Yes. Do not do that. Hmm? Yes. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set 
your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Don't set your mind on high things. Associate with the humble. Hmm? Don't say, ah, this one, I'm above this. At my level, I shouldn't be associating with you. I've heard people talk like that. They say, you, you, you know what? By the grace of God, I am who I am. God has blessed me. God has placed me. The place. And I cannot bring myself down. I, 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 I cannot. I cannot undo what God has done. Yeah, I cannot. Huh? New level. God has put me in a new level. I cannot go down. If, if you want to relate with me, you better come up to my level. I've heard this preached. If you cannot come up to my level, too bad. Then what do you say about Jesus? If Jesus had said, if you don't come up to my level, I'm not going to relate with you. Would you can you get to his level? It sounds good, but it's not right. <laughs> it is very ungodly. Yes? Yes. It says, do not be wise in your own opinion. Hey. It's getting closer to home. Repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Hmm? Do you know that these things are not common among many Christians today? Yes? We can just speak in tongues. That's more common than some of these things. It says, if it is possible, come on, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Huh? If it is possible. I know there are times it's impossible. Do you understand? You're trying to be peaceful with someone who is trying to... Yeah. It takes two to tango, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but if it depends on you, yeah, if it is up to you, you make that decision. You take that initiative and say, I'm going to be at peace with you. Huh? You don't want to be at peace with me, but I have made up my mind. I'll be at peace with you. Yeah. Because the Bible says, pursue peace and holiness without which no man shall see God. Yeah. You want to see God? Don't you, how many people want to see God? Hallelujah. Not just when you die. See God now. These are the things that will help us to walk in the glory. That will help us to handle the power. And why am I sharing this? So that we can make it a project. And start praying. And start working towards it. And start growing in this area. And start applying. Applying ourselves and say, God, help me. I want to be at peace with this sister. She is so antagonistic. I don't understand. What? demon is dealing with that. But Lord, help me. Let me not be demonic as well. 
Because if you respond and you behave the same way, then you have the same spirit. Hmm? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Okay, saying, it says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. <laughs> A friend of mine used to say, Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. <laughs> he will hit his chest and say, Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. No, that's not what it's saying. <laughs> the Lord is saying vengeance belongs to Him. How many people know that if you fight your battle, God will stand? Okay? But if you stand aside, God will fight for you. God will take vengeance for you. If you feel, if you feel that you are being aggrieved, and you feel that they are fighting you, if God says, just watch and see what I'll do, you wait and see what He will do. Yes? Somebody was, was going through something and was just telling me, Oh, Pastor, I think I'm going to do this, I'll do this, I'll do this. And I say, if you do that, what do you want God to do? That means God will fold His hands. You've sorted it out. But if you want God to sort it out, because He is better at it. If you want God to sort it out, He will sort it out. And by the time He's through, you will say, God, it's enough. Mercy, mercy, take it easy. I didn't want it to be that bad. I didn't want it to be that serious. Amen? Yo, 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 yo. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Is the Bible telling us this kind of things? Huh? If your enemy is hungry, feed him. He says, if he is thirsty, give him a drink. Now, I want to believe you don't have enemies. Okay? But if anyone makes himself your enemy, right? If anyone makes himself your enemy, feed him. When he's hungry. If he's thirsty, don't hold it back. Give it to him. You know, there was a time that some people were sent to kill me. Right? Using witchcraft power. I know this person is trying to kill me. But what am I going to do? Huh? Hey, in the name of Jesus, come out. Come out. Church, look at this person. This person is here to kill me. Can you all pray for fire to devour this person? No, no, no. You just love them. Yeah, you just love them and continue to bless them. And when I'm blessing everybody in church, I include them. When I'm praying for people, I pray for them. When I'm laying hands on people and declaring things, I will do the same for them. And guess what? God sorted them out. God sorted them out. All of them. Yeah. But you know this person is, is an enemy. But 
in my heart. I said, God, I'm going to walk in love because you told me. Although I can see and you've revealed it, you've made it clear, I don't care. I'll continue. That's what he's telling us. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. In other words, when you feed your enemy in the spirit, it's like you're putting coals of fire. <laughs> he, and he will say, my goodness, why are you being so kind to me when I am planning such evil? We need this, that kind of spirit. Amen? 21, it says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. So, this breed will never harbor hatred. They will never think evil about people. Are you one of those? Are you among this breed we're talking about? This is the breed that God will entrust with the powers of the age to come. This is the breed that is going to command and communities will get saved. Cities will be transformed. Do you understand? This nation is going through things, but we need a breed to emerge. That will bring the power of God. Hallelujah. So we cannot ignore these things. We cannot pretend that this is not in the Bible. This is in the Bible. And we cannot say, oh, well, you know, um, yeah, that was in those days. Now we have progressed. We progressive Christians. We have progressed now and, uh, yeah. No, we cannot say that. This is constant. The word abides forever. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Why don't we talk to the Lord? I know all these things. Some of these things can be challenging. But it's, it's, uh, it's, it's necessary sometimes for us to be challenged by the Word of God. So that we can grow. We are praying and we are asking God for some serious things. And I believe that God is demanding from us certain character adjustments. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you just begin to pray for yourself? Ask the Lord to help you, to make you who He has called you to be. I believe strongly that if we will not ignore these things, we will experience God in our lives. Mm. Help us, Lord. Help us. Mighty God, I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray, O oh Father, for every single one here. Help us, O oh God. Help us. Help us to grow in love. Help us to grow in zeal. Help us to grow in humility. Help us to grow in kindness. Help us, O oh God. Help us not to allow evil in our hearts. Even when people make themselves our enemies. Lord, help us, O oh God, to continue to love them. To continue to love them unconditionally.
just like you loved us, O oh God. Help us. Help us, Jesus. Help us to overcome evil with good. We want to overcome evil with good. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Let your glory manifest in our lives. We want to be able to handle your glory. Lord God, we want these qualities to be developed in us so that we can handle the glory. So that, oh God, we will not, we will not be destroyed by the glory. Hmm. So that the enemy does not have any place in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. I want you to ask the Lord to make you perfect in love. Would you like to be made perfect in love? Yeah. If you are perfect in love, many things will just fall into place. Many of these things we are talking about, you don't even need to pray about some of these things. If you are perfect in love, there are certain things that will just be in place in your life. Yeah. So ask the Lord to make you perfect in love. Put on love, which is the bond of perfection. We want to be perfect. Yes. The word perfect means mature. Yeah, you want to mature in this. You want to mature in this area. If you want to understand love, read 1 Corinthians 13. you see there. It gives you a breakdown. So I want us to pray that the Lord will help us. These are the things that will keep us on track. These are the things that will, will, will keep us from the enemy. Because the enemy cannot walk in love. Demons don't have love. Satan doesn't have love. God is love. And we need to walk in that. Why don't you just pray for yourself? Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would help us. I want to be perfect in love. Just like you are perfect in love. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. Help me. Help me. I want to be perfect I want to be perfect in love. Mondaliki sombra I want to love perfectly like you. I want to be like you, Lord. That in all I do, oh God, I will display perfect love. Perfect love. Let it be developed in me. Let it be de developed in us. Even as a church, we want to be perfect in love. We want to be perfect in love. Lord, my God, let the agape love. Let the agape love. Be strong in our lives, in our midst, oh God. That we will be perfect in this area.
We want to be perfect in this area. The unconditional love. The unconditional love that you have. Let it manifest through us. Oh, thank you, Lord. Towards one another. Towards our community. Oh, Lord. Towards everyone we come in contact with. Oh, my Lord and my God. Let this be our experience. Let this be our experience. We want to love without hypocrisy. We want to love without hypocrisy. Let it be real. Let it be genuine. Oh God, let it be fervent. Let our love be fervent, oh God. Mighty God, even our service to you should be motivated by love. And everything we do will be motivated by love. Mighty God, we thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. We've come to the end of our service. We'll just take our offering right now and then. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.